You're the Yarn, a podcast to and for the Australian wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. And I'm Ellie Bigwood. Now, there have been suggestions, Ellie, that um, you and I are the same person because we haven't appeared in the same podcast before, so this is a little historic moment. That's weird. Um, I I haven't heard that before. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Yarn. Thank you. Welcome to you too. Ellie, we're going to hear from the AWI CEO in this episode a little uh, later. It hasn't been a a great year for a lot of wool growers in Australia, uh, still enduring the worst drought in living memory, and here at AWI we're sort of helping to support growers through the drought and looking at... uh, how we can support people on the way out of drought, hopefully. Um, But from your point of view, what's been your highlight this year? Well, I mean, I came out of this year on the back of finishing the graduate program. I was fortunate enough to spend three months in London and look at what we're doing in the marketing space over there. So for me, you know, being on that end of the supply chain, seeing where our wool is growing in that high-end, high-end markets, especially in the e-commerce space, a lot of online retailers there, that was incredibly incredibly exciting seeing the raw product and where it finishes up but more so I guess coming back into Australia and finishing the graduate program and being in this role Marius where I can actually apply my skills on the ground in the office and hope to communicate more with wool growers. I've had a bigger influence with the podcast which I obviously love and yeah I guess moving forward and looking to next year I look forward to being on the ground with more stakeholders and more wool growers speaking to them about ideas and concerns and any feedback that they have that we can take on board we always look for collaboration at AWI so so yeah I'm I'm looking forward to the future even though as you said for many it has been tough but yeah I guess anything that we can do um, to help build the flock rebuild the flock and help get people back into um, wool growing next year. And the capacities there in the future look so bright when it does rain and and normal seasons return whatever normal is one of the things you and i've been working on a lot lately has been the menu so uh growers have told us through surveys that they don't always know what we have to offer in terms of uh, their own business across productivity across management uh across education even so you and i and henry rich have worked really hard the last couple of months to launch the menu so this is something that you can look at and order from engage with and personalise your engagement with Australian Wool Innovation? You can go online to wool.com for that menu. It's www.wool.com slash menu. So yeah, as Marius was saying, all resources that AWI can offer to help support your business is online there. Well, we've heard a little bit about my my experience over the past 18 months, etc. Marius, you've just received an award for 10 years of service here at AWI. What are you hoping to see in the new years? Well, Ryan... Um, it was nice to be recognised for that, but um, yeah, it's been an honour to work for AWI for 10 years. Um, one of the things I find about this company is that there is a lot of amazing people here. Uh, we work across the world, across 13 offices, is it? How many? 13. Something like that. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of people don't fully understand what we do. And whilst Beyond the Bale does a great job, we try and get things out through uh, e-newsletters and the podcast and what have you. Um, it'd be good to find another way to cut through to people about uh, the work that's being done because I think um, it gets it gets a little lost sometimes. And how do you think we do that? Well, I think uh, finding working a little better with the people we work with and uh, having more advocates is really important. Um, so instead of us telling everyone how good we are, uh, it'd be nice to have 
those people that we work with say it. So like our networks on the ground, producer advisory panels and stuff, be more engaged with them and get them to perhaps advise growers and who can give us more feedback and yeah. ideas? Yeah, be a little more engaged in that way. So yep. I think that's, that, that's quite important. And um, the other highlight, I think, this year was reaching 100 episodes of The Yarn. Um, was a highlight, yeah. And hopefully 100 more to come. What do you think? Hope so. We've got um, a lot of great people working on The Yarn, so um, there's good momentum and the downloads are increasing. Absolutely. And there's also more feedback coming through for ideas, for topics and stuff. So if you do get one pop into your head, please, you know where to email us. So let us know if you have an idea, something that you might want to be investigating. So that email is... Is the yarn at wool.com. So I caught up with Stuart McCulloch earlier today, and uh, here is what he had to say. Stuart, thank you for your time. You're always a busy person, so thanks for joining us on the yarn. Oh, it's a good time of year to catch me. So 2019 will not go down as a particularly happy year for a lot of wool growers. We're still, uh, the, the country's still gripped by drought. Um, when you look back at 2019, how do you feel about it? Uh, well, I'm very sympathetic to those wool growers that are, you know, still suffering um, drought conditions out there. I mean, it's uh, it's improved in some places, but, you know, very, very tough in New South Wales in particular and the north of South Australia. So, um, unfortunately, you know, they're big wool growing areas for, for us and, um, uh, you know, volume... Uh, is being significantly affected. We uh, underestimated the volume downturn uh, for this year, you know, thinking that there'd be rain mid-year, but um, uh, that hasn't uh, yielded in places like uh, uh, New South Wales. And um, so the the flock continues to contract in those areas, which is um, sad for them. And, um, and, and the, of course, the cost of keeping the ones alive that they've got are, you know, um, getting extreme. And from an AWI point of view, I mean, we obviously are wanting to be there to support growers through drought. Um, there's an enormous amount of content that we can provide and assistance through uh, extension networks. Um, it'd be nice to deliver some rain, but what else can we do, do you think? Well, rain, I can't help them with much, um, unfortunately, but... Um you know, look, there there are a lot of uh, resources we have on the website and um, we've pushed that to the fore. We've um, just uh, commissioned a piece of advertising over Christmas and, and January that uh, points wool growers to, um, you know, managing their flocks in drought, um, recovering from drought, so sustainability in a drought condition. So, um, you know, we'd, we'd uh, of course... Um, you know, love to assist them more, but there's only X amount as an R&D company that we can actually do. And, um, you know, over the over the journey of the company's life, we've amassed a good amount of resources in that area. And, uh, you know, uh, whether whether they whether they were written in 2002, a drought in 2002 looks about the same as a drought uh, today. So they're still uh, very applicable, some of these, uh, you know, uh, documents that we have. Yeah, so that's a good chance to, to point to what we call the menu. So uh, we've built a document called the Australian Wool Innovation Menu. So uh, depending on what wool growers want to do across their across their uh, property, um, there's a menu to choose from, all those, all those sorts of things. So um, AWI, the menu can be found at wool.com slash menu. But anyway, you'll be seeing a bit more of that. 
in uh, in the future. So uh, what is happening overseas? That's something that we can really um, talk to wool growers about, our work over there. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty glo- globally uh, from an economic point of view. But how are you reading our key markets? Oh, look, um, you know, I did a slide at the um, AGM about this and um, and for a long time I've been concerned about the macro economic headwinds of some of our biggest consumers of wool um you know we uh we have um seen demand turned down there's no doubt about that but i think it's down on you know every other product as well i think whether you're buying a pair of sunglasses or buying a wool sweater um you know demand for those uh, things are going to be a, a little tougher in the future um and that's just consumer confidence um, you know, with down with the downturn of these economies, with interest rates in those big economies that use our wool uh, at pretty much zero, um, and no growth being stimulated from from those interest rates, that's a concern. Um, you know that that um, that lack of growth uh, in those big economies is a is a real concern for us and. Um, you know, so demand's down, um, supply's down as well, and um, you know, I'd, I'd hope that the drop in uh, supply would negate uh, the drop in demand, but it looks like it's just teetering on it, uh, or, or slightly below it, which has driven the price to where it is today, which is about fifteen bucks, and I think we'll finish the year at uh, fifteen dollars a kilogram. So not bad, uh, but not brilliant either. And, um, you know, our aim is to try and stimulate more growth in our marketing programs that we do over there and um, and uh, lift that demand just slightly above supply and hopefully get an upturn in price. China is obviously the, the biggest one, taking um, 80, well up to 80% of our raw wool, but half of that staying there. So mm. roughly 40% of the Australian clip is sold at retail in China. Mm. Um, what are some insights into the Chinese economy? Uh, the Chinese economy uh, is uh, ticking along. Uh, you know, they report growth at um, somewhere around 5%. Um, you know, in real terms, you've probably got to um, discount that a bit. Uh, to get the to get to the real figure, but um, uh, and it's a big project up there with 1.2 billion people and um, maintaining even any growth uh, given the given the construction and building and and what they've done in the last 20 years is phenomenal. Um, it's um, it's you know it's our biggest supporting manufacturing partner. It's turning into our biggest consumption partner as well. Um, so they're very very important to us. And you know I know a lot of People are concerned about having too many eggs in one basket, but um, you know, I think that's the case for a lot of products that uh, sell in there. We, you know, the world's very dependent on China, and um, you know, and, and, and having some growth out of there and having a prosperous economy. So, you know, they're they're important to us. There's no doubt about that. And um, you know, as much as we focus on emerging markets and trying to get some manufacturing into other places. Um, you know, it's 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 just too attractive in terms of um, the the processing up there, and it's a perfect partner in terms of the of the affluence of the country, in terms of the population of the country, and in terms of the climate. You know, it gets very very cold, and so you know it works very well for us, China, and um, you know they're an important partner. So, looking into twenty twenty, what are the key focuses for you as the CEO? Oh, look, I think, um, you know, my instructions uh, or suggestions uh, to the team have been to, uh, you know, start 
start moving our product uh, further and further towards areas where we're not in at the moment or we have an emerging opportunity. So sports and active and outdoor and athleisure uh, is a big focus. Uh, countries like North America where there is, um, you, you know, really... Uh, they under-consume in terms of the volume uh, that they take compared to similar affluence in Europe. and um, So, you know, they're, they're, they're areas where we can pick up demand um, and, you know, moving away from the tailored textile market, we're always going to support it, uh, but, but I see greater opportunity in the, te- in the technical textile area at the moment. So you're optimistic for 2020? I mean, you famously made the $20 call. Yeah, on this I podcast. did. And that came I, got, I got heavily criticised yeah. at the time for that. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't. I, I have no doubt that this is a twenty dollars fibre. In fact, I've got no doubt it's a thirty dollars fibre. You know, if you look at the um, comparison price of uh, a fibre like cashmere at a hundred. Uh, hundred dollars uh, a kilo uh, wool looks pretty cheap given that you know structurally um, it's not much different and the micron um, is not dissimilar um, you know it's it's a uh, th- that is a you know supply demand thing and um, you know I think we've got always got opportunity to create a bit more demand for this fiber and yeah look it's it's a twenty dollar fiber easily a twenty dollar fiber and um, and should be uh, that's why you know at fifteen dollars I'm kind of you know a little doubt about it but um, you know we've had a good run so speaking of good runs um, 2019 we farewelled some really significant people from this company yeah. um, did you want to have a chat about that? Sure, you know, um, uh, Meredith Shield left the board. Uh, she served the company for 11 years. Um, she was elected in November 2008. Um, and uh, while Merriman was elected in November 2004. Um, so, you know, th- those um, that's a significant amount of their life. That's a significant amount of their time. Um, and you know, I think uh, history will shine really brightly on those folks because uh, they were they were here in a period of great transition for this company, and great transition for the wool industry. If you consider Wall's contribution, I mean, he was he he was the one that um, you know from the day he got in in two thousand and four advocated for um, to return marketing, and um, you know he got his own way, and um, you know in in that period as chairman, he was proven to be right. Um, so he leaves a, he leaves a, a hole in the company, but um, you know, as I said, uh, the history will shine very brightly on both of them. And and great to have a standing ovation uh, for our former chairman at the uh, at the AGM as well. And there's um, a very significant departure from career as well. Yeah, uh, Mr. Lee, uh, who's uh, served the company for 35 years, which again is a you know an amazing amount of time. 35, 35, 35 years. years. Uh, is an amazing amount of time to give uh, any one company. I remember he picked me up from the airport one day. Uh, it was my first trip as the CEO to Korea, and he picked me up and he, he sat me in the car and almost before we left the airport you know, precinct, he said to me, you know, you're the ninth uh, CEO I've picked up, <laughs> which was uplifting. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, he's a he's a great guy, and uh, yeah, he goes into retirement, and uh, we had a great we had a great fa- farewell for him uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, so um, thank you, Dr. Lee. Uh, thank you, Dr. Mary Shield, and of course, thank you, Walmerima. But um, um, 
to be a little self-indulgent, thank you also, Stuart. So it's not an easy company to run this one, is it? There's a, there's a lot going on. No, it's tricky. Uh, you know, it's tricky from a whole lot of points of view, but, um, oh, you know, I've, I've always been in wool and I love wool and uh, this is where I've ended up and, and, and you know, I enjoy every, every single day. I, I love it. I love the people I work with and I love, you know, what we do for wool growers. Well, let's hope uh, 2020 is an uplifting year, um, most importantly um, climate-wise. And, um, again, thanks for your time on the yarn and, yeah, all the best. My pleasure. So that was Stuart McCulloch, the Chief Executive Officer of Australian Wool Innovation. And, uh, Ellie, yeah, that was quite interesting. It's always interesting to hear from the CEO. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I think Stu actually has a particularly tough role where he's got to sort of know what's going on all across the business so we've got you know wild dog programs over here and at the other end of the spectrum we've got Sean the sheep marketing campaigns we've got you know wool for school programs and all this stuff in the education space and to actually be across it all and understand and appreciate it as much as he does I think it think it's a real credit to him. So it's it's an amazing industry, the wool industry, and it's great to be a part of it. So uh, to uh, give some feedback or some suggestions as to what we could cover on The Yarn, how do you do that? You can get in touch with us at theyarn at wool.com or, you know, if you see anyone AWI on the ground at events, please come up, say good day and get in contact with us. We love your feedback, always looking for collaboration and fresh ideas, so... Thanks, thanks for, for having, having a yarn, yarn with, with us. us. Oh, that was terrible, isn't it? <laughs> you won't leave that in. It's horrible. Anyway, thanks for your company on the yarn, and we look forward to catching you again soon.